Heart. You gotta have heart. Miles and miles of heart. What is heart? Heart is running through a return man when the game is on the line. Heart is giving everything you have in practice, day after day. Heart is finding the strength to run down the field one more time when you can barely breathe. The heart in me pumps Husker Red. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Five Heart Podcast, brought to you by Coordination.com, a legacy member of the Jittery Monkey Podcast family, and of course, proudly on the SB Nation Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahachko. I'm flanked by the other legs of the tripod. To my right, Hoss Reuter. To my left, John Damn Johnston. How are we doing this week, Hoss? We're, I'm doing great. You want to know why? Because it's July and we're that much closer it's, to football? Exactly. It's July and college football games will be played next month. It's downright delightful. John? It is downright delightful. We just got to get through a bunch of swamp-ass advisory <laughs> days until we get to that point. Yeah, we, we, we've had some sweaty ball syndrome over here. Uh, <laughs> Down the land of Lincoln. Uh, John, how are things in the uh, great white? North South. I'm doing this entire podcast as a pirate. You sound like Walter Cronkite. I don't sound like Walter Cronkite, you bastard. I sound like I've been on the sea for many, many months, and I'm tired of it. Uh, when, when was the last time you uh, uh, got some shore leave and uh, got yourself some poontang? <laughs> So instead of Bluebeard, are you Blue Chew? <laughs> yes, I do. It's the Bluebeard. It's the Bluebeard. Oh, shit. That's blue bad. Chew's on shore again. Argh, argh. You know, with Blue Chew, when you I'm late, already going to start swearing, you fucking bastards. He, Let it a, all out, John. Uh, God, you know what it is? It's it's fucking July, and there's gonna be college football played next month. Are you just angry because the people, because you go to bed so early after hitting up the Denny's uh, early bird special with your AARP discount? I'm not angry at all. Try to go to bed, people are blowing off. You know, can can we go M80s and bottle rockets and you know? I'm not angry. It's July, for God's sakes. We're gonna play college football next month. I, you know, I feel a little boost in me. Can, can we I go back to this? John? You guys just start out. You start out like I, you're the old man. You're angry. What the hell? You sound angry. You have a, you have a angry patois to your voice. Can, can, can we go back to this, John, uh, the pirate? Because I, it's it's been told to me by people that I trust that you a butt pirate. No, no. <laughs> let, let's let's stay on board here. Uh, one time at sea, uh, the, the uh, they couldn't get the sails aloft, so uh, Captain Blue Chew here popped his uh, little blue chewable tablet and laid down on his back and became the headmast, if you know what I'm saying. That uh, happens. It's all that. true. It's, uh, yeah, matey. Those white beefs <laughs> as the sails. I, uh, I, it I, took me six months to get the splinters out. <laughs> Look, I don't care if you do this in a pirate voice or not, but I think it's going to be even more entertaining if you use your regular voice and throw in the sporadic matey 
just like you're, you're was, like you're phoning in the pirate. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, nah, All right. Uh, we have a uh, Captain Blue Chew off the coast of Florida. You're on the air. We never sailed off the coast of Florida. We we sailed off the Caribbean. We took those bastard English. We took those bastard English today, didn't we? Yes, no, we did. I'll you tell know, you what we did. A couple days, it'll be like the 243rd anniversary of it. Yeah, close enough. Yeah, math. I, no, I was thinking of the World Cup, for God's sakes. I don't know what you were thinking of. We're thinking yeah, of history. Yeah, uh, it's soccer. Yes. Or, oh or as, Haas, as Haas likes to call it, global hockey. Global hockey. <laughs> for calling it, Cana- for calling, uh, you know, hockey Canadian you know, soccer. You know, Haas, you, you tiny penis man. <laughs> it is a... It is a it's the national trevor treasure that we have our, a woman's team that kicks ass. Oh, you know, it's kind of like in Nebraska. It's like Nebraska. What? Those ladies play with some grit and intensity, too. I'm not discrediting what they do. I just don't like the sport. Oh, that's fine. I also don't like the Olympics. Yeah, I think they're overrated, too. <laughs> Thank My you. God. My God. You people. You. <laughs> They put American football and you com- on the Olympics. You complain about being, being, me being an old man and get off, get off your lawn kind of shit. No, I, and you're, you're all you guys are young and you're you're like dodgy people. Soccer, okay, soccer is a great cure for insomnia, just like baseball. I'll say this about soccer, uh, at least in in the uh, telecasts, it is one of the uh, lowest commercialized sports out there. I mean, they they break at, uh, you know, halftime or orange slice and Capri sun break or whatever it is. Uh, and, and then they're back at it for another 45 minutes. It's great. It's, uh, I'll tell you what, I would rather watch soccer on television than golf any day of the week. Never watch golf on TV. Actually. Let me tell you what you're missing. Not a lot. Oh, Probably a lot of Cialis and Brute commercials. Uh, you get some Rolexes, I think, and maybe some Buicks. I, you know what I always like about golf on TV? Nothing. It, it, it's how they talk. They talk like they're and actually on the John Johnston approaching. And they just go like, we're on the ninth hole, and this is Jim Nance, and we're on the ninth hole. Like, the fucking somebody can hear them. No, that's, when they're that, broadcasting. Never know. That's a it's, legit no, observation. Fuck them. Fuck golf. You know what? Oh, oh, oh I'm the get off my <laughs> You know what? Here's the thing. They always said golf was a gentleman's game. I'm no gentleman. If you can't play a sport when people are screaming at you, you can go to hell. Well, can we talk about screaming at people? Oh, yeah. Let's do that. I feel like this entire uh, panel... Wants to scream at a particular person. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, so if you don't know, if you didn't see, share it on social media, or you don't follow, you know, you don't live in Colorado, uh, the Denver Post this week, uh, Monday, uh, shared an article uh, that uh, was titled, uh, CU Coach Mel Tucker, well, and, and, and a quote from Tucker, and it's, well, what has Nebraska done? End quote. 
the the sub line says the first year Buffs coach says he's still fighting a tough battle for recruits locally with the Cornhuskers who visit Boulder on September 7th. That much we already know. Two weeks after that, when they're in Champaign, I'll be there. It's going to be awesome. Um, now, what old Mel Tucker doesn't realize is, you know, he's a first-year coach coming in. Scott Frost was a first-year coach last year. And I get what he's saying. You know, when you look over the course of, you know, since, let's see. Well, let's just go 2015 because that's the statistic that they have. Uh, the Huskers are 23 and 27 since 2015. The uh, Colorado is 24 and 27. Marginal, you know, difference there uh, in in the four year stretch. However, I think we all know, you know, go just going back to last year, Nebraska started sluggish, you know, out of the gates. 0 and six. They won four of their last six. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Colorado started five and 0, including that win in Lincoln. And petered out the rest of the way. And beyond just the recent past, you know, results for each program, Colorado is a program that they've had five, five sub four win seasons in the past 13 years. They've gone to a bowl game one time in the past 13 years. It doesn't even compute with me when Mel Tucker is saying that. And beyond just the results on the field, Colorado's football issues are a direct reflection of the lack of institutional support by their administration. I which mean, which the they, they article does bring it. up. You know? I'm what sorry. You, you said petered out, and I just want to think uh, Peter's in. Okay, I just had to say that. <laughs> what were you saying, Greg? I, the article made that same uh, claim is, is the uh, lack of support uh, from or Arg. You know, seeming lack of support from, uh, you know, the the university and things like that. Uh, but look, the other thing Mel Tucker needs to realize is Nebraska has we historically dominated the state of Colorado in recruiting. And, then, you know, it, it just it's the way it is. And, you know, I've been to Boulder before. I'll be there again in September. It's a beautiful campus. Folsom Field is a really cool setting. Can't wait to see a game there. But at the same time, like if I was a serious-minded high school recruit and didn't grow up being a Buffs fan, for instance, I'd want to go somewhere where football is taken seriously and there's a level of commitment to get back to the top of the mountain. You know, I, I, I wouldn't just want to go somewhere because, you know, has a cool campus, scenic views. Like, no, I want to go somewhere that's going to help me, you know, get to the league and we're going to win championships in the meantime. And all, all in all, it sounds like old Mel Tucker's been having a few lunches with uh, that old creep Bill McCartney. Yeah, yeah, there's no uh, no love lost there for sure. Um, this guy's name is Mel Tucker? Did I miss yeah. this? Yeah, Mel he Tucker. Was a, he was a really, really, really bad defensive coordinator for the Bears under Mark Tressman. And oh, then Chicago he, Bears? Yes. Yes, yeah, Chicago Bears. Okay. And then he ended up at Bama as a linebacker's coach. And then Kirby Smart took him to Georgia to be the quote-unquote D.C., even though we all know that Kirby Smart was the one running the show. And he parlayed that into a gig in Boulder. Wow. So he's getting paid way more money than we are. Yeah, he's kind of like Tim Beck, though, you know, failing upwards. I was, I was I going like to use Tim the same. I like Tim Beck, you fucker. 
Well, Tim Beck's probably the best OC that we had at Nebraska from Osborne, you know, from after Osborne until Frost and Walters. Right. And I say that, you know, as someone who thought Danny Langsdorf had some potential, which he did as a spread coordinator, but his pro-style stuff, I caramba. And here, since we're on the, the Tim Beck topic real quick, I I just remember being so frustrated during that era, you know, the, the Tim Beck as the OC, because the things that would be working in the first half, it's like they tried to outsmart the defense and, and change up the game plan in the second half where the defense wasn't necessarily, you know, making any changes to anything. It's, you know, they were trying to, I don't know, outsmart the opposition, but, uh, you know, they're making changes like, why are you getting away from, for example, running the ball when running the ball is giving you 150 yards or more or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm arbitrary yeah. statistics, you're, but you're, you're going to uh, going away from the game plan that's been working and you haven't been forced by the defense to, you know, uh, go away from, from said game plan. Uh, I've always said this about Tim Beck. He had a great collection of concepts in his offense. He was a great play designer. He did not know he was not a good play caller in the sense of sequencing stuff, you know, to set up other stuff. And he didn't know how to troubleshoot things. Like, it, you know, teams would make an adjustment to something after we were making hay with a certain player concept early in the game. And then once the defense adjusted to it, Beck didn't have an answer. And you saw it like we went through a revolving door of like offensive styles each year under Beck. And while when they were clicking, I mean, it was really clicking. But when he had to troubleshoot it, things got a little bit difficult. Uh, in 2011, we were kind of that weird amalgamation of like old Nebraska I formation and spread offense. In 2012, we were starting to look like you know, just pure spread, and then 13, it was like this Art Bryles, Baylor, slash Noel Mazzoni, UCLA stuff, and then in 14, he's starting to kind of draw upon the Gus Malzahn Auburn stuff, and there was just not a lot of consistency. It seemed like he was trying to reinvent the wheel each year. But we you know who'd be a damn good offensive coordinator? Who? Me. Oh, you'd run the fullback trap every place. No fucking bullshit. I'd be wing zing and shit all <laughs> over the place, and then just right when you think I'm going to wing zing, I would to run that trap thing. You'd zig when you'd zag. Yeah. You'd light up a Chesterfield unfiltered up in the press box. No, I'd be down on the sideline punching them boys in the face. Man, lawsuits. <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> think that's the kind of coach that, that Sean Eichhorst has nightmares about. Well, that son of a bitch, you mean a good coach? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Let's just stab that fucker. All right. Enough <laughs> with uh, relitigating uh, people so, in this program who had a so, uh, so, So I'm still shocked that there's a man named Mel Tucker that's the coach of Colorado. I mean, it sounds like a country music singer's name. I think it actually... No, that's Mel McDaniel. Well, there's Merle Haggard, and then there's... uh, Come on, uh, there's a whole gob of them. (laughs) We're not naming We're not creative. So it's still July, and we still have a month of football. And it's it's looking up, though. Yeah, we're finally getting through the end of that, you know, 
eight-month-long river of shit that we got to swim through to get to the season. In three weeks, we will have Big Ten Media Days. Are you going? Uh, you know, every, I do the same thing I do every year. I'll say, I, I really should go to that, and then I don't. Would you pay for me and Greg to go? You guys, it's like I have this giant budget to work with. Well, you don't have that black Amex card? No, I don't have a black Amex. I have a, I have a card that doesn't even work, the chip you have, thing. You, look, you just got the Bank of America debit card? I have a Southwestern flight card. Sweet, you get some cheap flights. Thanks, John. Yeah. I mean, it I, is in Chicago, isn't it? I yep. could probably drive there. City of wide shoulders. Wait a minute, three weeks. What? Uh, what? What's the official date on that? I think it's like uh, the end it? of August, the end of July. Well, I'll be up there in uh, on the nineteenth and twentieth. It's a Friday Saturday combo uh, for my wife's master's graduation. I'm pretty sure that your wife doesn't want you going, <laughs> hi, you should go to Big Ten Media Days while I'm celebrating my big event. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah, you better pick out the coffin now. No, no, I, I didn't say I'd do it. I'm just saying if it lined up, you know, we could probably stay an extra day or leave it or day early. It's not going to line up, I don't think. Um, but let's get back to this Mel Tucker article. Um there's a commenter, and I know what you're supposed to. I know what everybody's gonna say. You don't ever go to the comments, but this doesn't directly affect me. And by the way, I would love if you, the listener, would comment uh, on our podcast and you know share your thoughts and topics and things like that. But uh, you know, one of the commenters says most recruits are going to know what Frost has done with UCF and with Mariota at Oregon. These kids are being recruited to play for the coach, and I hate to say it, but Frost is a bigger name than Mel Tucker. If you didn't want a sell job, then you shouldn't have come to Boulder. This isn't uh, OSU, Alabama, or Georgia. You're not going to have five-star talent knocking on your door to come play for you, meaning in Boulder. And this was the other part that just, I don't know, this really touched a nerve. Uh, who This this uh, Bo1973, B-O-1973, obviously body odor, 1973, who is a star <laughs> leader commenter on uh, – on the denverpost.com says maybe time will prove me wrong but what frost did at ucf is overblown yes they were 0 and 12 the year before he got there they were also 31 and 7 in the three seasons prior to that 0 and 12 season the cupboard wasn't as bare as people think that what well, it is culture was broken that what it is the next two lines really struck a nerve he says i think frost will have a record similar to Polini and he'll get an extra season or two beyond what Polini got simply because he's Scott Frost. You know what? I have, well. feeling, I have a feeling I might get into a fist fight out in <laughs> I mean, I don't... <laughs> I mean, the future being what it is. Yeah. Maybe there will come a day in which we want to take... Scott Frost and put him up on a cross and burn him in the public square, but we're not there yet, are we? Uh, they remind me a lot of Iowa fans. Those Colorado fans, they know what's coming. 
when we're up like 38 to three, three minutes to halftime, and the place is, you know, emptying out, you know, they'll be eating their words. I don't know why, because I can't get into it with them like that. I don't know what they're thinking, Tucker said, of in-state recruits who list Nebraska among their favorites. I don't negative recruit, so I never talk about another school to a kid. But there's a perception There's a perception here, obviously, that they have a more relevant program but, you know, winning solves all that. He's not wrong about, you know, winning solves all that. But, no, he's not. But at the same time, I mean, it Colorado. The lack of institutional support they receive. Yeah. Colorado nope. has this problem where they don't do multi-year contracts, don't they? Mm, I don't think. Not anymore. I don't think they have that problem. Okay. Do you remember? You don't because you fuckers are young. You don't remember this shit. Thank you, Grandpa. I'm going to bring it up. Remember, Rick Rick Neuheisel brought this up. And I think Rick Neuheisel brought up this county scholarship program that Nebraska supposedly had. That was a total fabrication by Skippy. It was. It was. You know, you'd think a man who's, you know, formally educated as a lawyer like he is would realize that, you know, that's pretty Daggum slanderous there. Yeah, well, you know, the problem was that he he said that, and then it became, you know, stuff that Sports Illustrated guys wrote about, too, because they brought it up. And that's always bothered me, because I played football in Nebraska. I was not a very good athlete, but I'll tell you this. Nobody ever in my life said, yeah, we're going to give this county scholarship not to you, John, because you suck. And they would have said that to me. But you know what I mean? I never heard of this stuff mm-hmm. when I was growing up there. I never – that was never an issue. It was never discussed. It was never brought up. It's a complete lie. But, well, you it know, goes I, back – it kind of reminds me of when you said it's just a complete lie that you'd never heard about it. It goes back to like the Sal is dead, go big red sign that Colorado players and fans, you know, purport to have seen on the I-80 overpass out near Kearney in 90. Yet no one in Nebraska ever saw it. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, did it really happen? Probably not. Just like county scholarships are a complete fabrication of the truth. You know that we're going to hear about this before this game comes up. Oh, absolutely. It goes, you know, both ways. Like I've said, you know, some of the horror stories about Boulder that Nebraska fans, you know, always repeat, usually second or third hand, yet to ever hear it from somebody, you know, firsthand. It's like, you mean that they eat the entire edible instead of just a bit of it? I can't well, wait that, for you to come back. A lot of Hoss, I can't wait for you to come back with horror stories of your game in Boulder. Oh, exactly. Sure. Yeah, gonna be, be like, you know, like, damn it! I knew all those tales we, that we all heard for years. I knew they were real. I was peed on. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, that goes back to the time-honored axiom: it's better to be pissed off than pissed on. This is something I've never wanted in my life, actually. What to be peed on? Yeah, yeah. It's just not, you know. 
wherever I am in life, I just, you know, if a plane came out of the sky and crashed on me and smashed me into the ground, I'd be like, okay, fucking whatever. But, uh, you know, another somebody, human being peeing on you, though? Yeah, just no. Yeah. No, it's yeah, not. That's just, no. That's, that it's violates not. a lot of norms, you know? That's something that yeah, I don't think parent. anyone should ever want. You could probably look that up on the internet and people are into it. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure, sure on Reddit, there's somebody the out there in the coronation community. Yeah, search history of that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's a, there's probably a subreddit. It says, "Yeah, please do this to me." Or like some of those commenters who have harassed you over the years, they're probably into that stuff. This is where we're at. This is what July, with a podcast about Nebraska football, has become. It tie it ties in it ties into Nebraska Colorado. Well, let's take a timeout. Okay, that's good because I need a drink. Yeah, I need some water. We're going to hydrate, and when we so come back, pee on something. <laughs> that's fair. We're gonna just sell some bacon. Yeah, we're gonna sell some bacon. Okay, right after I'll this, back. more huskery talk probably. On the Five Heart Podcast. Hey, you know what? The only thing that happened was he didn't get it done, and he was fighting a he was fighting a front a war on two fronts: one, winning games in the Big Twelve; the other, against all the people who a year before bitched about Solich's offense. Then the next year, they're like, well, I, I I really love that short side option on third and three. You know, Bev. I don't know why we went away from it. We can bring that up in this. Greg, start. Okay. Yeah, we do some of our best talking off the air. True. Welcome back to the Five Heart Podcast. Greg Mahoshko, Haas Reuter, John Dam Johnston. Before we get to that super entertaining stuff that we were talking about during the break, it's it's important to note that a high-profile individual retweeted the... Nebraska hype video that Scott Frost put out a couple weeks ago. Did you all see that? Vacated Heisman Trophy. Yeah. Mr. Reggie Bush retweets it and says, Love this video. Big season coming up for Nebraska. Hashtag brothers in arms. Now, I'm not sure how or why Reggie Bush would be, you know, retweeting. He works for Fox. Oh, okay. Well, there it is. There it is. Reggiebush.org if you want more. Yeah, I was just taking a drink of water and basking in the glory of Reggie Bush? No, being right. Oh. Providing some insight as to why he would retweet that. Well, I'm a fan of your uh, insight. Thank you. It's nice to know there's someone else in this podcast with manners. I think that John... Okay, we were talking off-air about something. What was it? We were talking oh. off-air about one of our uh, uh, former head coaches at Nebraska. Who's, BC! Who, exactly, whose initials were BC, Mr. Bill Callahan. And Haas made a good point that, you, you know, I mean, obviously he was kind of run out of town, if you will, but when you look back... Trying his best. The only thing he didn't do. I mean, he. I don't think he was ever really disrespectful to the fans. Um, he certainly didn't have that. You know, Bo Pelini late regime rage. Uh, 
I mean, you put it best when you said that he's really only guilty of just not getting it done in Nebraska. Yeah, I mean, he recruited well. He really modernized. He he modernized Nebraska fans' understanding and acceptance of modern offense. I mean, people got more comfortable with the idea of throwing the ball because of him, and he he just didn't get it done. I mean. It's a results-driven business, and you're judged off that ultimately. He was—he had a defensive coordinator that was dumber than me. But here's okay. I'm not going to defend Kevin Cosgrove for 2007, one iota at all. But in 2005, as a defense, we notched 56 sacks. That's only like two or three off of the NCAA record for sacks in a season. In 2006, we put together a defense that gave up only like 18 points per game. It was like good for like top 30 in the country. 2007, and maybe we'll never know. I'm not speaking, you know, like I know the truth on this. There had to have been something that eroded the culture between 2006 he, and He came maybe apart. Maybe it's Sam Keller. Was, no, it was a shitty – Bill Callahan was a shitty head coach because he couldn't lead – do you read Bill Coaster? Listen, you can, you can, you guys, you're always, always about the X's and O's. And I am, because I'm a consultant, I've worked with shitloads of companies. I've worked in. I mean, you got to leave. I am an old man that's been through a lot of shit. You don't know anything, you young, stupid person. <laughs> wow. I mean, nice. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. But. It, all of this stuff is mental. It's more mental than it is physical. You can always say that you need the Jimmys and the Joes more than the X's and the O's, but yeah. you also need to have an organization that has to work all the way from the top to the bottom. And if you don't, especially when you're running a football team, then everything goes to shit. Well, what, that, what about the fact that he had above him basically a – crackpot dictator in place and Steve Peterson. Well, that wouldn't have done well, would it? No. And I'm not saying like Bill Callahan got a raw deal. He didn't because he didn't get it done. You don't, you know, give up some of the point totals and some of the games that he did and lose however many games in a row during the month of October in 2007, you know, and make a case for you got a raw deal. What I'm saying is, shit, oh my god, that. Train what are you just, saying? My mind just totally went blank. It's okay. It happens to us. It's called dementia. Yeah, I think I need some Geritol. Can you, <laughs> can you mail me some? <laughs> no, Geritol, but I'll mail you by some the way. Blue chew. How did? Yeah, how did we? Yeah, I don't know. You went this far into the podcast without mentioning. Oh, there's been a mention. Mentioning what? Oh, uh, okay. Mentioning what? Bluetooth? <laughs> Fuck. Where were you for the first know, five minutes I don't know of the show? I'm losing my train of thought. I haven't got it back yet. <laughs> That's this is really good. I'm the old man with my my train of thought. Here's the thing about Bill Callahan is yeah. he was yeah. not a good leader. Here's Thanks. the thing. Thanks. You you go 
when you're a good leader, you take responsibility for your failures as well as your successes. And Bill exactly. Callahan was one of those guys that was like, uh, we're only a few steps away or whatever that it's fucking probably line. too technical for you, Jim. <laughs> exactly. This it was a pivotal, pivotal part of the game, Jim. Stupid lines like that. You know, we get it. We're Nebraska fans are probably the most intelligent college football fans in all of college football when it comes to actually understanding football. Would you disagree with that? No, I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I've been to games in other stadiums, road games, and I've just sat there and thought, wow, these, these people are a little short on uh, football savvy. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraskans know their football. And he was just not very good at football overall. His offense, I wouldn't disagree with you. I maybe the West Coast offense, but do you remember the size of the playbook? He just he couldn't. Yeah, the phone book. Yeah. Yeah. See, what I always thought how to. What I thought could have been interesting if is if he would have, you know, he's got to stay true to what he believes in for a system, but if he would have, you know, introduced some spread concepts as they were becoming in vogue back then, you know, and kind of put together what you saw like Lane Kiffin do at Alabama with like the pro style spread or like what Sean Watson did in 08. Yeah, but that, that means that you're welcome to change. I mean, that would be like saying uh, Kevin Cosgrove would be able to figure out how to, defend against a spread offense. I mean, he never figured that out. The 2000 a lot of people still haven't. Well, the 2000 Texas game, 2007 Texas game is the stupidest game you can ever watch in the history of college football. Blitz every down. But I mean, they didn't figure out that they were going to run the spread. All they had to do was run one zone read against this and it was all charles for an 86 yard touchdown run yeah it was just the dumbest fucking game you could ever watch in the history of the planet what was it what was it jamal charles ran for like 286 yards in that game and 215 of them came in the fourth quarter yes yes it was and you you watched it and you were like why is texas this dumb I mean, I don't like Texas in any way, shape, or form. But you watch that game and you're like, why are you this stupid? You are literally being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to not be this fucking dumb. And you're just dumb. Well, I mean, say no more. Greg Davis was their offensive coordinator back then. Oh, that says a lot. Yeah, who later surfaced at Iowa, and then he was forced out of the OC spot at Iowa for baby Ferentz. Yeah. So, Greg, good. what else do you have for us? You guys are doing really good. <laughs> a little bit of word salad there. He, for just, he says that from the corner of the bar. Hey, you guys are doing good. Head down on the bar. I'm just keeping, you know, I'm 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 multitasking here at uh, the Mahachko house because I'm I'm listening to you guys. You know, I'm running sound, making sure, and I'm keeping an eye on my son that I put to bed an hour ago, and he's hanging out playing cars on his bed with did the he, light on. Did he did he poop in the toilet? <laughs> you, you, you know what? I'm glad you asked that, John. 
Um, well, I, I, I worry about these things. Well, first of all, it's, it's written down in my notes. I know. You who a few weeks ago said parents get so stressed out about the potty training phase, but everyone figures it out. Yeah. I but I want to know. It was it's, you who said that I, or I heard that. It was me. That was me. You know, nobody it, it, sooner or later, your kids figure out how to shit in a toilet. They yeah. do. So we were kind of like you, Hoss. You are a lost cause. I'm sure your parents was like, "Oh my God, he's six years old. How are we going to send him to school?" But I, I'm sure podcast listeners are are just waiting to hear what Greg's response is. Did he did he poop in the toilet this I'm, week? I'm really glad you asked that question. It was it was a big week for my boy. Uh, we were on. We were out of town. This past weekend, we went down to a, a cabin in southern Illinois, uh, beautiful Shawnee Na- National Forest. If anybody ever wants to go check it out, I can even give them the, the business, you know, uh, that, you know, who owned the cabins that we stayed at. Very close to the Garden of the Gods, Illinois, not to be confused with the Garden of the Gods, Colorado. Um, yeah, Mel Tucker. Yeah. Yeah. Another reason to choose Illinois over Colorado. Wait, no, different state. Uh, anyway. I'm sitting out by the the bonfire at night, and uh, my wife comes out. Of course, you know they they've done, you know, the bath, and and uh, you know after a big day of rock climbing and things like that, and uh, she she brings him out. She's like, he pooped in the potty. Like not his. We had his you know like potty training potty with us, but no, he used the actual flush it down the toilet toilet, and he did that on vacation. And I was like, that's fantastic. He needs a toy because we're trying to bribe him with what we call poop. We're calling him poop Wait, toys. You're negotiating with terrorists. Don't you call my son. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> and it, it, it is kind of like that, yeah. Yeah, but you know what? It, it, at the end of the day, we all get what we want. You know, hopefully, you know, he's you, learning to use the potty and uh, – and he gets a little little toy out of it, a little car or something so like that. So you're like Donald Rumsfeld selling weapons to the Mujahideen in Afghanistan in 80. No, I, I wasn't born until 82. Okay, you're clear. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> uh, but no, he, and here's the, here's the best part about it. We didn't even have any of his toys with us for such an occasion. So he just got a pat on the back and uh, a hug and good night, go to sleep. And uh, it was... It was magical, but he's been peeing in the in his potty quite a bit. Um, we're we're just very, we're so proud, my wife and I. Yeah, very good. See that how it works out and everything. I I I feel good for you, Greg. I feel Thank like you. you've crossed a a big <laughs> line in your life, and now I feel like I should go shit on the floor in my kitchen so my wife will give me a toy. I mean, you might want to try the toilet first. Greg, I was just over no, here. No, she doesn't give me a give toy me a for salute that. here. You know, a real heartfelt salute. Mm-hmm. Well done, soldier. Can, can, can I brag on, on the other member of the household real quick? Of course. I, and then I, I promise if there's anything left to milk out of the first week of July with no football and everything else, we'll, we'll get back to that. But my wife, I think we, we discussed last week uh, – because we did a late recording last week, uh, and last Thursday she took her final for her uh, master's course or her last class uh, of, of her master's program, and she passed her final uh, overwhelmingly. And she knew that, you know what, as soon as 
she could take her board certification exam, uh, she wanted to. So it became available as we were on vacation. She got the email, and so she signed up and uh, for the test this morning, which was Tuesday morning, July 2nd, and she went out nervous as hell. And uh, I get a text and a phone call that says, I'm an NP because my wife first time out passed her boards. And, of course, now we have to wait for three or four months for the state of Illinois to get the paperwork done. Uh, an MP. Nurse practitioner. She's oh. she's now, uh, uh, well, you know, as soon as, as soon as the paperwork comes in, she's already got a job lined up, but she's uh, going to be a family nurse practitioner. And, wow. Uh, yeah. I uh, To use the old adage, outkicked my coverage, uh, I certainly did. And I'm thankful to God every day. You did. I I've seen the photos of your <sighs> wife on Facebook. She's very, she's much hotter than you deserve. <laughs> I have Great. no idea. I was, I was basically trying to say the same thing. I she, mean, obviously, I don't know what was going on there, but you know, I I kind of did the same thing. He, uh, desperate Does women she have bad know. eyesight. No. Um, <laughs> And here's the thing, uh, I, I, you know, because it, it's rather obvious, you know, what I see in her, and you know, from from the moment I met her, uh, you know, I, I I knew it was it was fate, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I've asked her a couple of times, like you know, just maybe I was looking for a little little boost of ego, or you know, questioned her judgment. I'm like, what what about me did you see? And she's like, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. So, so yeah. Uh, it, always, um, it always, you know, when you go to meet people and they, they go, I, this, I'm John, this is my wife. And they look at my wife and they look at me and they look at my wife and they look at me and then they look at me and they go, <laughs> oh, fuck. Like, did, did you oh, hire fuck someone? What's going on there? Yeah. Hey, that's, that's my dream as well. Outkick my coverage. I, I feel like they're, uh, you know, like sometimes she'll get a little no pass to her when we're out in social settings. Be like, blink twice if you're here against your will or, you know, something like that. Uh, Has the grocery store clerk ever put the divider between? Yeah, you know what? That happened one time. That happened one time in our life. And you know what what I did? I walked over and I fucking took a knife and stabbed the guy and handed her a note right in the chest with a knife. Just, ah! You motherfucker, you never do this again, will you? you All you other motherfuckers won't ever do this shit ever. How have you not done like twenty five to life in the Minnesota State Pen? You know why? Because I have charisma and a good lawyer. <laughs> no, I just have charisma. And I can look at people and say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't me." Everybody, look! It's the return of pirate Blue Chew. <laughs> I stabbed him, matey. Arg. <laughs> oh, do you say "Ahoy, matey" when you know it kicks in? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I think I will now. <laughs> or, 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 or do you look at uh, Mrs. and say, uh, uh, "Want to go for a cruise? Maybe <laughs> a three-hour tour." <laughs> I found some oh booty. My God, we just we have we've gone down the shitter this time. We always do. Okay, should I announce what I'm going to announce? Not yet. Yes, the urinal. <laughs> no. Uh, do we have any? I mean. Do we have any more actual topic to discuss, or are we just... No, there's nothing going on right oh. now. Blaze Gunnerson. Oh, Blaze Gunnerson. Blaze Gunnerson. We talked about him Huge last week. We did. 
We did, and that and I actually that, called it last week at the end of the podcast. That I thought Huttmacher and Gunnarsson would be the next two to commit. And Huttmacher did as well, didn't he? Or, or no? Yeah, Saturday morning. Well, there you go, you prognosticator. You. My a- sister texted me, and she goes, "How do you pronounce this kid's name?" And I texted her back and said, "Just call him Nutmasher. They just go with that. I don't <laughs> give a shit about this." They call him the polar bear fucking. That's neat. You're in high school. Now you're in college. You're the nut masher. Okay? Hey, I, I wasn't saying that to you. I was saying that to my dog. He's getting into something he's not supposed to be in. Oh, sure. Rick's and then, that, and then the, the Blaze, Blaze, I, I'm, I'm glad we got him. He sounds like a great commit because his name is Blaze. And Gun. he's a prototypical outside linebacker size for the Big Ten. I'm it's going to be exciting. Yep. This the is parents are probably, you know, pooping themselves right now. He was the number two recruit out of Iowa. And he's not going anywhere in Iowa. He's a Husker. Well, I mean, he will after he puts pen to paper, but, you know, if you can't. All if he, he's got to do is just take I-80 West and he's out of Iowa. It's the it's really the best thing for any person in Iowa just to get out as quick mm-hmm. as you can. There's a re- now I I believe that it's Ooh, no. Can I delve into some Iowa hate stuff? You know, do we want to say that for next week since we've been? Early. Do no, we- there's a lot of poop in that state. That's the I, problem. I just, I just want to say for Iowans being so GDMF and proud to be from Iowa, and they hate Nebraska and all things Nebraska so much. There sure are a whole hell of a lot of them living in Omaha. They don't have very good self-awareness. Yeah, nobody likes a transplant Iowa fan. I see him a, a little bit around here, too. Doesn't make any sense. Um, I saw one. I saw a black Suburban about a year ago rolling around with the Iowa Hawkeye license plate. Ugh. And it said anti-GBR. And I just thought to myself, if you ever need any more proof that they hate us more than they love themselves, there it is. And you know, you know they hate themselves too with uh, uh, those ungodly uniforms that were released. You know, we saw pictures of this past week. Oh God, those are the, the, there was a what? lot of beautiful gold in those. Our, our red uniforms with the black N on the chest were better than those Iowa uniforms. You know what was really special about them is they photographed them against the gold. Black background. So it was gold. Gold, gold. gold, gold, and a bunch of. Yeah, I don't have a word. Uh, it's a very not safe for word that would rhyme with that. Well, that's okay, fella. I'm not going to say it. Okay, probably, probably not. Uh, yeah, that and. Uh, I mean, th- those uniforms are a bigger turd than what my boy put in. The cabin's toilet. I'm just saying it right now. Full circle. Wow. That's really insulting. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, wear I wonder that. how long before they're going to have those jerseys discounted at every Kmart across the state. Uh, Dollar General, probably first. Yeah. I, I was going to say at Casey's gas stations, but I have a high degree of respect for all things Casey's, so I, I won't insult that. That, along with I-80, is probably the best thing to come out of Iowa. Okay, I, I have a real question. 
Okay, and then I have a question. Oh my god! Uh, so, when do we actually start previewing the next season? Uh, how many weeks do we have? <laughs> I think we're in within the uh, seven weeks, eight week, eight we're, weeks. We're getting we're getting close. Uh, we should probably start doing that next. Yeah. Week. Yeah. How how many? So South Alabama, you're on deck. How, wait, wait. How many? Uh, uh, there are twelve regular season games. Mm-hmm. We'll do two a week. Yeah, six weeks. So we'll do it that way. Should we do them in reverse order? So where we? No. Okay. No. 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 Well, I didn't say it was a That's... good idea. I just asked the good question. Good God! I'm, I, we I, could I, hear the enthusiasm. I, I, Jesus! I'm <laughs> the implication. Almost to dementia, Greg. <laughs> yeah, John. You're gonna, you're gonna, why don't I do them in reverse order? Yeah, uh, maybe we should make shit up and just confuse John more than he is. Nah, we got to leave Iowa as the last one because it's like a good pot. Hatred for Iowa is like a good pot of chili. It needs to simmer for a long time. Okay. How, how long do you let your pot of chili simmer? That's tough to say. I never really follow a set recipe. I've got a, a I've, each time. I've got a recipe I, I can't wait to share with you. Is it going to be with a MF and cinnamon roll? No. It's going to be a good bowl of chili. With with cornbread. You're a cornbread man. I mean, here's the thing. I'm just giving you the, the recipe for the chili. I don't give a I'm, shit what and, you put oh, with it. We're, sorry, we're talking past each other because I'm saying when you make that chili, are you going to have it with a cinnamon roll? No. Why? Cornbread. You hey, can't, you can't he, grant, he, grant uh, you uh, Nebraskan status until you do the chili cinnamon roll. Last I checked... They're not the uh, University of Nebraska cinnamon rolls. They might. No, I'm not giving you any ideas. They're they're the corn huskers, corn bread. If you think about it, my accompaniment for a bowl of chili is more Nebraska than yours. Okay. I will say, you know, (laughs) I'll lend you some credence there, but I'm going to say this. Do you remember the time that salt... Venmoed Keith for me to drink a craft beer at Oscars, and it was me, Keith, Nate, and his wife yeah. last month. Yeah. We're going to do something similar where you have a cinnamon roll in your bowl of chili. Okay. Right. <laughs> I mean, can, but you have to record it and upload it. Okay. To the Five Heart Podcast article. Okay. I'm not making chili. I mean, here, here's the thing. I'm not anti-cinnamon roll. It would be a first for me to have it in the chili, like under it, You know, chili. I was repulsed by that for a long time until I finally tried it, and it was life-changing. What about red beer? Mm, can't do it. I like orange beer, though. The fuck is orange beer? I get a, like, for 11 a.m. kickoffs, I get a pint glass, fill about... You know, a third of the way up with Coors Banquet, pour in some OJ, top the rest of it off with more Coors Banquet, and I drink those until about halftime, and I switch to regular beer. That might be something oh. I'd actually try, except I'd no. have to get like a, no. a, a weaker, lamer no. beer. No. It's, it's no. really good. It's really no. good, but be no, warned. It's not. You it's drink about You drink about you're, four You're months, horrible people. You get a little bit of heartburn. <laughs> All right. One more. One for you. One for you, John. <laughs> John, we're going to have you eat tacos de lingua. Oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. 
cow tongue tacos. Uh, no. I would, cow tongue? Yeah. It's actually quite good. Uh, yeah, no. I, I've never liked cow tongue. I'm sorry. Okay, Greg, go ahead with the one you had for John. <laughs> We're just extending this because it's July now, aren't we? I, I had I had one that and I was gonna ask it, um and then I forgot. We're struggling. No, no, it, it was it was a no, we're struggling. No, that's what we're it. doing. This was a serious food connection, and I lost it, and I'm very sad. Okay, well, this past weekend I smoked meatloaf for the first time. You smoked I'm gl- rocks. I'm I'm glad you said meatloaf, <laughs> as opposed to what. <laughs> Man, don't get me started on on the answer to that question. Yeah. So you smoke no, meatloaf. That mean? Are you like Arby's? You got the meats? Yeah. And I think uh, this for July Fourth weekend. I think I'm gonna go get a brisket and smoke that fucker. And then uh, I don't know. Smoke some mac and cheese. I drink some Guinness. Kick it. You smoke some crack too. Yeah. <laughs> nah. nah. I've been told that that makes me even crazier than I already am. Well, uh, I got that. Okay, so no crack, uh, <laughs> smoked brisket, mac and cheese. I'm real curious. I, I want to know about that smoked mac and cheese sometime. Um, and uh, it'll be a, a fantastic 4th of July weekend for everybody. By the time everybody listens to this, the 4th of July itself will have passed. So we hope that you had a safe... hangovers the morning of the 5th. Yeah. I'm at work right now. As you're listening to this, I'm uh, I'm driving, and I'm not looking forward to my day. But hopefully, you're looking forward to the next week. Next week, we're coming for you, South Alabama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at least maybe then Mel Tucker. Two weeks from today. Bum, 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 bum. I don't know why I did with the Law bum, and Order. Bum, 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 bum. I don't know why Law and Order jumped in there, but uh, can we can we get that for when we do the Colorado preview? Though it just you know remember Bill Callahan? I'm invoking him again. Uh, restore the order. Yeah, sure, we could do that. Okay, come on. This is what's bugging me. I realized it now. I finally figured it out. You a few years ago, Bruce Springsteen did an album where he took a whole bunch of like songs that are traditional. They're traditional songs like uh, "15 Miles on the Erie Canal," right? And he did an album of them, and he went down to New Orleans and he played there. And and people reacted to it because he was nervous about playing some of these songs in New Orleans after Katrina. And uh, by the way, I went to New Orleans right after Katrina, and it was God. That, that's a whole story. But this is what's bugging me. Get out of the way, old Mel Tucker. Right? Do you not know this song? Get out of the way for old Dan Tucker. Nope. He's too late to eat his supper. Nope. Oh my God! Are you kidding me? Nope. Craig, uh, uh, hold on. I'm, uh, I'm pulling it up right now. No, don't look it up. On do you know this? 
No, I'm not that big of a Bruce Springsteen fan. Okay, get out of the way, old Dan Tucker. He's too late. He's just supper. Supper is over. Dinner's cooking. Old Dan Tucker stands there looking. Old Dan Tucker sure is a mother. <laughs> old Dan I Tucker was I a don't know why this is a, you know, why this is a. Pan. Pan. Combed his hair with a wagon wheel right, and died with right. a toothache in his heel. And now you sing, get out of the way, old Dan Tucker, you're too late to get your... I don't even know if those that's the melody. I'm just making it up as I go. Well, I'm thinking by next week we'll come up with something for Mel Tucker, that motherfucker. <laughs> I'm on board. Um, yeah. Well, do you think he called, like the Marshall Tucker Band, do you think he calls his staff the Mel Tucker Band? He probably does. Yeah. And they probably all hate him and cannot wait uh, for the team to tank and be fired. Yeah. LaVisca Chenault just deuces and sits out the year so he can go pro. Wait, no, no one will be a sophomore. I'm steak. Old Mel Tucker came to town riding a billy goat leading a hound. The hound dog barked and the billy goat jumped and landed old Tucker on a stump. <laughs> Old Mel Tucker got drunk and <laughs> fell in the fire and kicked up holy hell. A red Old hot Mel coal Tucker got in. Old Mel Tucker thought he was going to win till Scott Frost came to town again. Well, there you go. You're going to have to work on this. Yeah, well, we're going to have to have a writer's workshop. I was going to say, stay tuned. Next week, we are going to... Uh, Podcast karaoke. That's right. We're going to go. We're going to sit around the old campfire singing about Old Mel Tucker. Drinking Coors Banquet. No, because that's a Colorado beer, Hoss. And if you drink that, that's the beer of a trader. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're all in, they're all into botanicals there anymore. Well, let, let me let me tell you this, and this is true. And then we're done. I'm they pretty do sure. They sell banquet at Folsom Field for football games. So during the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, there was at least one like liquor store, you know, beer place in the St. Louis area that. I'm sure it was a gag and, and probably you know didn't actually do it, but they put a sign up in front of the Sam Adams beer that says uh, five dollar fee tagged on uh, if you buy this Trader beer or you know something like that. Uh, so they were charging at least by the sign they're going to charge you five extra bucks for your Boston Lager during the Stanley Cup final between St. Louis and Boston, which I got a kick out of. So pretty much if, if you're drinking Coors Banquet or any Coors product in Boulder, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what the punishment will be here from the Five Heart Podcast. I think my reputation precedes me on this. I don't care. Yeah, well. There's just some things you don't do. Or or, yeah, or Bud, you know what you do? Budweiser, Budweiser's a Missouri Tiger beer. Yeah, I don't drink Budweiser. I thought you did. No, oh, that's right. You're bougie with your beer. Uh, I, that's right. You're bougie. Bougie beer, Greg. That's right. All right. That's it for this episode of the Five Heart Podcast. We appreciate you sticking around, making it to the end. Sometimes it feels like homework when we do these uh, uh, here in July, but we're not going to stop because next week we've got a, a song. What? Well, no, I think we'll save the song for Mel, Old Mel Tucker for the Colorado week. Old Mel Tucker. Uh, but next week we're going to talk a, a little bit about South Alabama, which means I'm going to have to find them on the map, uh, Alabama, and then the South part of it. Uh, and 
Lord knows what else. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know what? I, I, I'll tell the story about Bruce Springsteen coming to campus in 1983. I cannot wait because when Bruce Springsteen came to campus in 1983, John Dam Johnston was already 48 years old. So it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, exactly. Did he pull you up on stage to uh, sing the opening lines of Born in the USA and you're up there? No, he did that with this young girl that was much more attractive than me. Born down in a dead man's town. Mel Tucker got his ass kicked in his second game of his career. (laughs) We're going to have to work on that one. I don't think Yeah, writer's workshop. My God. Stay, Stay tuned for that. Uh, more Bruce Springsteen, better Bruce Springsteen, uh, coming up next week as well. Uh, for myself, Greg Mahochko, for Hoss Reuter, for John Dam Johnson, we remind you this week and every week that five heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red. <laughs> Win the next 59 days of the damn off season. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com.